Have you seen the <laughs> media, by the way, trying to say that Messi's second goal should have been disallowed because two of the Argentina subs were just uh, just on the pitch. They jumped, they stepped over the line to celebrate thinking Martinez has scored. Well, if, if um, it's technically in the rules, but come off it. If we're going by that, then if uh, whose shot was it that Martino saved at the end? That outrageous uh, save. Because half of France was on the pitch. If you see the angle for that, half of France was on the pitch. If we're really, if we're really going to do that, then that French goal, which didn't happen but might have, would have could have been disallowed because the whole the whole bench was on the pitch. Yeah, I have to say, what a save though! Seriously. It was an outrageous save, but of course we'll get to that because hello and welcome back to another episode of the In Around podcast. Uh, Will has been smited down by the air conditioning in the French camp and has <laughs> apparently come down with something similar to Rabio. He's what? He's got the same virus that they had. Yes, that's uh, that's. He was out there covering the tournament for us, and uh, yeah. Unfortunately, our guitar correspondent not available to pod with us tonight. Um, so you stuck with Dave, who I think might, his connection might be a little behind. <laughs> I'll throw it to him now. Hello, Dave. Hello. <laughs> uh, pod Ross is also here. Good evening. Um, obviously, we will get to the World Cup final, which you will have just heard a little bit from in the intro anyway. Um, but first, there were some semi-finals which we never covered, uh, which were, of course, France and Morocco and Argentina-Croatia. Um, Argentina pretty comfortably swept aside Croatia. I, I feel like I can't even remember this game, to be honest, but it was so long ago. Oh, this was the Alvarez game. Yeah. Yes, it was a reasonably comfortable, comfortable win, wasn't it? Yeah, I felt like, yeah, Croatia's lack of legs in midfield that had been robust against pretty much everyone else. It got shown up for what it is, basically, against this Argentina midfield, because they were nowhere. So it was a case, yeah, ageing legs have played a lot of minutes. Yeah, and it, it really caught up, it really caught up with them. I mean, this Argentina midfield have obviously been... Great, the whole tournament got on to win, but I mean, McAllister, Fernandez, those two are quality, and they they run all day long. Alvarez himself will run all day long, and <laughs> they had Modric, Kovacic, and like Brozovic. So, like, yeah, lucky lads. <laughs> yeah, tough to imagine uh, <clears throat> the battle of the uh, of the engines in the centre of the park there. Alvarez uh, looks a bit of a star, which is unsurprising. Yeah. He signed in before we all realised he was a star. <laughs> um, Guardiola, probably in most people's team of the tournament, I'd say. Yeah, he, he seemed class. Who does he play for? Leipzig. Leipzig, yeah. Chelsea oh, yeah. were after him heavily in the summer. Yeah, and they'll be catching him. buy him for about 60, so the price is... Uh, gone up a lot you would think wow similar to the potential Gakpo deal I think the fee's probably risen 
Yeah, it should be it should be a fun January slash summer window with all the <clears throat> all the players hyped from this this World Cup. Amrabat being another one, obviously. Oh, we'll so to him. And yeah, who we discussed on the previous podcast. Uh, yeah, this is the game. Obviously, Messi sent Guardiola to the uh, to the burger van. Still can't believe that. What an assist! It was so good, wasn't it? Was he like um, fifteen years older than him? <laughs> It's just that, like the low centre of gravity, isn't it? He can just turn on a sixpence. It's ridiculous. And Guardiola, yeah. once he's got across him, he couldn't then commit and make a tackle. Uh, was that Alvarez's second? Sorry. I think wasn't it? The... Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, so he had the 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 penalty, then then the Alvarez first goal, which was his ridiculous run. But somehow the ball will got a bit. Sorry, just yeah. a just a quick one on this. You've reminded me now. Did did anyone watch? I don't know. if I can't remember if it's broadcasting both channels. I'm presuming not actually. But was it Gary Neville? All the pundits at half time were saying that they did not think that was a penalty. Neville, I think it was and this game. It was Neville, right? Yeah, uh, well, adamant it was never a penalty, and I'm like, it absolutely is a penalty. He's come off his line. He's got nowhere near the ball and cleaned someone out. How did it not be? Uh, yeah, now this is interesting because Ross actually can see their side of it. So yeah, I no, do, I, I, I do think it's there. a pen. For the for the argument of it not being, yeah, I, I say I see it. It's clearly a pen for me because Alvarez, his shot's not going on target. His touch, he doesn't get a great contact on it, but he does get there first. But then he, he does just sort of run into the keeper, yeah. who is just there, and can't then get out of the way at that point. And he's already got his shot off. My argument being that you see it quite often when players take a shot. Defender comes in with a tackle after the ball's gone. But the shot has gone off. And it's never, ever a foul. I always think it should be if the shot hasn't got in. And you've still been clobbered late. Because he, he does... It, it's the, the fact that the keeper can't then get out of the way of Alvarez, who is just running full pelt at him, I think, is the thing. Yeah, I, I, I do see that side. Uh, I mean... Yeah, but like you say, at the end of the day, that's unfortunately that I think with keepers, if you come out, you've got to get the ball, and he was in no man's land, and I feel you're always going to get punished. I agree with what you're saying, though. I, the amount of times someone gets a shot off and gets clattered, and they never give a foul, I get because of that that you could see it the same, but I just think... That keepers, is essentially the same thing, it's just because it's a keeper thing. Yeah. I, I know, but I just feel with keepers, like, if you come and you don't get the ball, you're always in big, mm. big trouble. I do agree, and as I said, I do think it was a pen. But I, there's certainly an argument the other way. I'm not sure it's, like, it, I don't think it's stonewall if there is some debate about whether it is or isn't. But I do think it was. I think it's pretty stonewall, but I would echo everything Dave said in that, yes, the other one that you're the ex- exact example you give Ross should also be a pen. So I, I think that's definitely right. Um, so yeah, Argentina move on from that semi final. The other semi final the day after uh, was France and Morocco. As mentioned, the aircon in the French camp causes carnage um, with a couple of their players. Turns out they have some decent replacements uh, who can come in for Farner, for Rabio. 
uh, and Canate for Upa Meccano. Um Morocco, pretty unlucky, to be fair, given... Uh, I mean, it's finished 2-0, which normally you'd think was fairly comfortable, but actually, Morocco, if they could have found the net, could have made this really interesting, Dave. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think... Un- Morocco were a bit unlucky to to go behind as early as they did. Um, I felt practically for the, I think it would be fair to say from the game, I really felt like Morocco were the better team here. I mean, they were a bit sloppy at the back. I think the thing that really cost them was the manager took a gamble on Roman Saiz, um, who I think he limped off, didn't he? Or yeah, he looked like he pulled his hamstring. Off. It's the classic Harry Kane move in a fight. Yeah, five. and, you know, the thing is, France are quick anyway in size, being his age. At, well, as he got found out of Wolves, which is why they released him, he's not particularly quick. To put him in that position when he's obviously not even able to get around to his best ability, it's always going to cause you problems. And, and that's basically what happened for the first goal in that first period of play where they just kept getting cut open. Because Saiz would commit, and then obviously he couldn't couldn't do anything to to recover in any way, shape, or form. Um, credit where it's due, though. I thought Theo Hernandez's finish finish was class for that first goal. He took it so well, and you know he's obviously a good player. But given it was like a left back as well, it's not really what you expect necessarily he's from a, a fullback. He's had a good tournament, hasn't he? Given that his brother. Did his ligament in the first game. He wasn't yeah, at, choice at all, uh, yeah. and it's fairly common knowledge that he can't defend. Yeah. <laughs> Given all those things, he's had a pretty good tournament. Yeah, yeah I, I felt sorry for Morocco though. Really, I think like it's worth saying for this tournament, like they easily the overachievers. I thought they were fantastic the way they were set up. They really you know, had a bit of that old school passion which you don't always see anymore where they really would fight for the fight for each other and every ball basically. But they had the quality as well. Like up top and Buffan Ziach I, I thought were actually really, really good in this system. Amrabat I mean, sure he's destined for the Prem, surely. Uh he was really, really impressive. Yeah, I thought I thought they didn't play badly in this game, like you say, even though they lost 2-0. It, it's not really a reflection of the game. I, I mean, I watched this and I definitely thought Morocco were the better team. They just couldn't get it in the net. When that, I think there was a bicycle kick that Lloris saved that I actually thought had hit the post at first. If that had gone in, wow. <laughs> it would have been some goal. It's the, the age-old thing with this tournament. So many teams, you, you say the same thing. Like, if they had a a decent striker or someone who could put the ball in the back of the net. Because it's a similar story for Croatia, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're still rolling out Kramaric, is it, up top? Yeah. Yeah, and then they're chucking on Petkovic, who's a bit of a... Or Budimir, who's even worse. Yeah. I don't even know who that is, so that's... that's I think he plays in... I think he plays in, like, La Liga, but he's, like, a bang average... Yeah, he's not. He's not really who you want <laughs> in these situations. The, Morocco seem to create quite a lot in this in this game, um, and they really dominated the possession as well. I know that's how France like like to play. 
um, on the break and on the counter. But yeah, as you say, Dave, playing Saiz, I've no idea why. Like yeah. you mentioned, Mike Kane. Like I understand for Spurs playing Kane, it, it's but for Morocco playing Saiz, who obviously he's, he's had a good tournament and stuff, but I I can't see that their backup was that enormous a drop off that you risk playing someone who looked like he'd pulled his hamstring in the previous game and then had to go off after 21 minutes. Anyway. Yeah, I, I guess the case being that, particularly on Sice's point of view, obviously it's essentially the World Cup final, even though it's a semi. He want, he obviously wants to play. It probably shouldn't be in his hands. And then also half half of the other centre-backs are also injured. All the other first-choice centre-backs are also injured. So you're down to, well, they played three centre-halves in this game. So you're kind of down to bare bones as it was. Now, I also agree, if he if he can limp through 20 minutes and cost you a goal, that's probably not worth starting him. But that's, that, that's, like, that's that what is, I'm saying, yeah. That yeah. would be the argument, I guess. Um, yeah, sorry to butt in. I've just looked at the stats of this game. Morocco had 61% of the possession in this one. And also... France only completed 300 passes and they completed 518, which is pretty, pretty nuts. Uh, that like, that is mean, how France like to play, though. Yeah, they're, I was they're not say, a team. They like to give people the ball. Keeps the ball and dominates yeah. the ball. I mean, when you've got the lightning pace of Mbappe, that's the best way to utilise it, to be fair. Let people think they can attack and catch them on the break. Yeah, when you've got Hernandez and Mbappe running at you on one side. Also. Sorry, you again reminded me of Mbappe's pace. That Amrabat tackle. Amazing. Where Mbappe tried to do a Gareth Bale and basically almost went off the pitch to outrun him. That tackle was quality. Because the, the commentators written him off. Yeah. And then somehow he got there. And they were trying to say... I think the commentators at first were like, that's a class tackle. And then someone was like, oh, I wonder how that looks on a replay. And it was inch perfect. Quality, yeah, because he absolutely steamed back, like ran half the pitch, pretty much. Yeah, I, I love to see that those tackles still exist in today's game. I miss those. But yeah, Amrabat and Anahi. I like Anahi too. Yeah, yeah he's a good player. There should be. There's definitely some names to watch out for from this squad, as Dave rightly says. Clear overachievers uh, from this World Cup. Be interested to see how they do at the next Afcon. Yeah, I mean Hakimi and Masrawi both really good. Yeah, as well. To be fair, I mean, yeah, I don't see any reason why they couldn't be decent again. It's it's Buffal and Ziyech, isn't it? I suppose. How yeah, they who do you replace them with? I guess X Factors and Southampton fans yeah. around the country scratching their head as to what <laughs> who this Buffal guy is because he definitely wasn't the same bloke at Southampton. But no way. Well, Chelsea fans probably scratching their head as well about the edge. To be fair, yeah, I'm sure we'll. Well, I know that we'll just confused <laughs> about what was going on. Um, but yeah, so that meant uh, obviously Croatia and Morocco into the third place um, playoff, which had a mental first ten minutes. It was it was one each after that. Um, Guardiola scored, got his goal, which was nice for him. And then uh, Ashraf Dari, oh, hopefully that's how you say it, scored for for, uh, for Morocco. The, the winner um, was a great, great goal. 
Morsich. Yeah. A beauty. I have to say, I can't remember this, so I'm just going to get the highlights up to watch that goal. It was like a first-time um, side foot, wasn't it? He sort of looped it. Yeah, Orsic is a weird one. He seems technically great, but because he's, what, like 29 or 30, I don't know if he's ever going to get a move from... Is he that old? Yeah. No, yeah. It seems like one of them is good to just chuck on. Yeah, he's 29. Yeah, well, actually, he's 30 in, like, literally a couple of weeks. It's a bit nuts, because I feel like everyone's known about him for at least four or five years. Yeah, is that just because of... Yeah, it could be because of FIFA, admittedly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that probably is it. Have, have just re- re-watched it. It's a lovely finish, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Lovely. Um, Livakovic, surely going to get a move to a big team, you'd think? Still at Zagreb, 27. Looks that way. Apparently, I've, I don't know this surely. clearly. I don't watch... Zagreb week in, week out, but apparently he's been a pretty good keeper for a while and now has proved it on the world stage. So, yeah, I think you're right, Dave. He'll be headed somewhere. There's always top teams looking for goalkeepers. So, yeah, I, can't. I mean, Spurs as well, probably looking to replace Lloris long term. I mean... I should be looking to replace Lloris now, I think. He probably won't. Yeah, he probably good won't. Good tournament, though. Probably won't choose that yeah. out of all the options, but Tottenham also will definitely be sniffing around for a keeper soon enough. Yeah, and Gradio. I mean, he looks really good. I mean, young he's, player of the tournament? Or that went, you or was that, so. What's it went, to, went that? to Fernandez, didn't it? I think the Argentina. Yeah. Enzo, I think he won it. Ah, uh, he's a good player as well. Yeah, yeah. Whoever gets him is going to be happy they did. Yeah, he's, he's wow, unreal. He's wow. That's scary. Yeah, he looks really good. The rest of the Croatian team must be like a decade older at least than him. Well, Modric is what, 37? Brozovic too, pretty old. Modric's literally been on the earth almost double. He doesn't look 37 though. Oh, oh mate, Modric, the guy, oh, mate. I what, have to say, him, him and Brozovic seriously. and Kovacic are amazing to watch together. Yeah, they, they, they work the so well. I hope they're still wheeling around at, like, 72 for Croatia. In, like, 2063 seriously. or 2064 or whatever the next, that World Cup will be. Seriously, still out there. Modric is, like, an all-time midfielder at this point. The guy's... It's just unbelievable. His weight of pass and stuff. Yeah. Amazing to watch. One of my favourite midfielders to watch, definitely. 100%. He just doesn't look too old either, I feel like. He's still... Still. still, I feel like he doesn't, like, with a lot of older players, you watch them and they struggle to see out 90 minutes. I'm sure Modric can just run and run and run and run still. Well, he saw out the 120, didn't he? Yeah, like, that's so so rare for someone of that age. Like You've got, you can't be able to do that if you play for Croatia. They love a penalty shootout. True. But somewhat, like most 37-year-olds, that you're lucky if you get more than half an hour off the bench out of them. And he's still playing this many minutes. Um, yeah, there's not many around that can play that, that many minutes at that age. And there's certainly not many... There's even less around that can play to the standard that he plays. Cause the, the career minutes that he's played. I mean, he's been a starter for, well, he's got to be pushing on 20 Forever. years now. Yeah, 18 years or so. 
Christ. I thought the um, oh, Croatian right back also was really good this tournament. Juranovic. Wow. He was really cracking. Well. Was it the quarterfinal where he mm-hmm. was just flying? Yeah. Was that, was that the Brazil game? Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Unbelievable. It, that's when he really he burst onto the scene for me. <laughs> he really did. That was sensational. Modric, Who Who, sorry? Juranovic, the right back. Uh, he right, played sure. Scotland, does he? Oh, yeah, he's, he's Celtic, yeah. Yeah. Let's get him out of there. Let's get him down yeah, the ground. Let's get him out of the Scottish League and see him play some proper football. He's <laughs> nailed on to sign for Wolves. Yeah, I feel like he's too good for Wolves. <laughs> but, they found yeah. some money down the back of the sofa. They realised they might get relegated. <laughs> so Cunha's on the way, and this guy, welcome Juranovic. Although that that does seem like a pretty Everton signing, actually. Everton, the type of team to to buy off the back of a a tournament display, a bit of an arsh. Way overpay, yeah. yeah. Way overpay. And Al Hadji, that's the classic. Somehow had a really long prem career, despite being pretty awful throughout most of it. And an absolute knobhead. The guy was a horrendous human being on the pitch. He was horrendous on the pitch. His performances. Who kept employing this guy? (laughs) Uh, Bolton? He was at Bolton, wasn't he? Blackburn. Blackburn. Leeds. God, remember Venky's Blackburn? Are they still the owners there? Yeah, they are, unbelievably. I say remember Venky's Blackburn. (laughs) It felt like that was a a two-year... Yeah, it felt like that was a two-day period, two-week, uh, sorry, two-year period, you know, when Steve Keane was in there. It was all... Oh, oh, that was no, a classic. Steve Incredible. Just um, some, some detail from the World Cup final to Steve Keane. Steve Keane, by the way, his meeting a football nerd, he went on to manage Brunei in the Singapore League and he won the league with them and now he's, like, got the, like, Emperor's Order, like, the highest... <laughs> National Order in Brunei. He's basically a god dash. Okay, so firstly, <laughs> how do you know any of that? And secondly, there was an I thought Brunei was a country. That yeah, I also thought. It that. is a country, but because they have like no football league, they have a team that I don't know if they still do. It was either the Indonesian League or Singapore League. Tell you what, that would have been. It was a four four two article about, about it. that ages ago. Well, let me Google it, and I, I can't wait to see that I've made that up. So when they when they expand the World Cup to 48 teams, is there any chance that Steve Keane could make the next World Cup with Brunei, or Brunel, or whatever they're called? Yeah, hold on. It was They were called DPMMFC, which is Brunei. And then... But, sorry, so he's not an, he's not an, it's a league team. But then yeah. it looks like he was in charge of Brunei in 2014. Yeah, and then they made him national. They liked him so much, they put him in charge of the, the national that team. That is a move, by the way. But they were in the Singapore... And then DPMMFC for 2017. They were in the Singapore Prem at the time, and they were, I, I think, they're, well, they're not even allowed to play that now. They're back in the Brunei Premier League. But, yeah, he won that. Yeah, a year okay, well. technical director of a team in Crete as well. And now he's, and then he was most recently in Australia, mate. He's just out there having having holidays at this point. 
Well, there you go. From the top tier of the Singapore League to uh, to the top of the world football pyramid, uh, we'll move on to the World Cup final. <laughs> um, best World okay. Cup final ever? Yeah, certainly the best one. We can I've remember watched. anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Amazing we, game. It really wasn't for 80 minutes, and then suddenly it was. Well, France were awful. Absolutely awful until they got that... Uh, penalty. The penalty, yeah. I mean, Otamendi's just always going to give you a chance, I'm afraid. Team but quite similar to Otamendi. the penalty for Argentina, though, as well. Similar sort of clumsy tackle. It's literally a Martin Demichelis regen. The same. Could be good on the ball, but he's just too slow. So I think I miss Martin Demichelis. Prime Otamendi was not great. Yeah, it wasn't so. And this is an over the hill Otamendi. Yeah, that's it's true. Crazy. I have to say, when I. You know, uh, in the lead up to the tournament, Argentina have won like 30 games in a row. They won the Copa America. And then. They rock up to the tournament. You see Otamendi still at the heart of their defence. I was like, there's no way they're winning it with, with him there. There's just no way. Then they lose to Saudi Arabia. And you're like, yep, that's Otamendi's Argentina for you. Um, but yeah, then it turns out they're quite good. Uh, someone else who's quite good, Mbappe, lads. Yeah, my God, this guy. Please, someone get him out of the French League. I want to... I want to yeah, see I don't really want like to Madrid, well, though. Yeah, well, rumours swirling this morning that he's going to uh, tell PSG's leaving at the end of the season. Yeah, I mean... But he's just signed a new contract, like, and they don't need money. Fanny's <laughs> already unhappy. <sighs> yeah, my well, opinion... well, you could tell that from the way he clearly didn't want to sign that new contract. They just put so much money in front of him and everything. He just couldn't really say no to that. Well, it's going to be transfer listing Messi uh, and well, making sure Paredes leaves permanently after them beating him in the World Cup, I'm sure. Given well, he's basically Messi player manager. That is quite an interesting dynamic now that he's director of football. Yeah. Everything at Paris Saint-Germain, including his own future, of course. But how is that going to go when they get back to Paris? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. But I, again, he, he was nowhere like for eight minutes, pretty much, in this game. I mean, he did literally less than nothing. There's a there's a baseball stat called wins above replacement, right? Which, which <laughs> tells you how much better than a, a replacement player you are. Yeah. He was so far minus in that game, and then he scored a hat-trick. So he, he does a lot of, like, obviously Messi just sort of ambles around, doesn't he? When he's not on the ball. And but I've come round on the on this. I think he's actually smart about this. Uh, yeah, I'll it. back it hundred percent. But he's old, so you, you'll let him because when he when he turns it on and he's doing his thing, you don't really mind. But Mbappe can Mbappe, run. It's like twenty. Surely, surely he could have affected the game earlier than eighty minutes if he'd have tried. That's the same thing. No, no, I'm hundred percent with you. Just run a bit. He's young enough that he should be able to do a bit more. I have a feeling Will was gonna was gonna have hot takes like this. As well and you've played that. against Otamendi, who will literally give you a, a penalty. <laughs> oh, I'd have been yeah driving at Otamendi all day long. Which is obviously which is what happened. That's how 
they get back into the game, and then 20 seconds after the kickoff again, they scored again or whatever it was. That was that was an amazing goal, one two. What a brilliant goal, yeah. by the way. Um, and Bappe scores a penalty late into extra time. In fact, he scored three penalties in this game, which is totally ridiculous. Does that put to bed the the argument we had after the England game where Kane shouldn't have taken the second penalty? He scored two, didn't he? Sorry, Mike, because the second goal was. He scored that. two in. Yeah. He scored game. two in the game and the third oh, yeah. shoot out as well. Sorry, that's yeah. What I'm sorry. Was that a debate? Like you don't have him taking. Well, in my head, it was. Oh man. No, your best penalty taken is to just take the penalties. Yeah, I agree. Well, that does appear to have been proven in this game because Messi say, and, and Mbappe Messi took three. the first one in the, the shootout, and so did Mbappe. I also firmly believe your best taker should take the first one in the shootout as well. Well, at least you know they're going to take one then. Yeah. Not with the Neymar situation, whether you leave him till five and then you don't get to five. Yeah, then you're in tears because you never got the chance to put the penalty away. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, we'll, we'll keep talking about France for a second. They've got a lot of good young players. They're going to be good for a while, yeah. aren't they? Crucially, though, Giroud probably his last World Cup. Yeah, that's, that's always sad. I mean, he's got to France's top goal scorer, well, all-time scorer, and I'm sure he'll hopefully get a few more caps between now and whenever he retires. But what an achievement, to be fair. Amazing, really, given given players. where he was. He was not someone who came through like a young age for France. Yeah, when he but was... Had this many caps and scored this many goals was really... Really good. When he was play, when he was um, like twenty three, he was still playing third division football in France. Incredible. Some career, especially given the the French team that they've had around him to be the focal point for that team for so long. And obviously Benzema exists, but wasn't playing for France for a while. Um, that does factor in a little bit, but still. It's a heck of achievement, and that's what Mbappe is now shooting for, I guess. Well, look, Giroud's only a placeholder for this. Yeah, Mbappe, Mbappe surely. A couple of years' time, probably. But then it was about 100 goals for France, I think. I mean, it doesn't actually look that off the cards. No, uh, I mean, he, he's got like 10 years left, at least, realistically. He's only 24 today. 24, actually. Ah, Killy Killy. Happy birthday. <laughs> Um, did anyone else was anyone else really confused who the other hat trick in the World Cup final was, or was it just me that took ages to work out it was Jeff first? No, I, I knew that the first time it sounded like they said that no one had scored a hat trick in a World Cup final. I was like, I got yeah, say. yeah, yeah. I thought they'd said that also. Yeah, it took me it took me you a good it. ten minutes, and then I finally came round. Was like, ah, oh, <laughs> that English broke. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'd never heard of... What's his name again? Kolo Mouani before. I I hadn't either before this tournament, Mike. I had to look him up. Turns out he's quite good, unsurprisingly. Um, Yeah, he's he's pretty good. I mean, him and Toram helped change the game, really, for for the French. Um, Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Subbing Giroud and Dembele... Before half time, how mean, that from Deschamps? I mean, Dembele, my God, Atrocious three, it cracked me up. Some 
Dembele, the ball's on him to like try crack cocaine for the first time before a World Cup <laughs> final. He was, what was he doing? Like, I mean, Dima, one thing as well, sorry, that we haven't mentioned going away from France. Di Maria, I thought, looked so past it for his whole tournament, but he was unbelievable. Oh, that's slagging him off on the pot, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Solidified him as. Yeah, he was, in the world he was class. But, Absolute rocket up the arse after we did that. But yeah, Dembele, I mean, Di Maria just had him on toes for a pad, and it's one of those where you go, oh, it's not the most contact in the world, but he's just sold you a dream and you've delivered. Unbelievable. It's, it's such poor play. He's done him, completely done him in with nothing, nothing crazy either. And that, yeah, you've got to just, to then trip, bring him down then. It was I mean, Deschamps was clearly fuming. But I, I'm, I'm fully behind the early sub when things start going your way. I, d- I don't yeah. get even it's all 60 to change I'd, the game. I don't I did, I did think it was harsh on Giroud because, I mean, unless I'm really looking at this for rose-tinted glasses because I like Giroud, don't think he really got any chance to even get on the ball, which, yes, you could argue he's not done anything, but striker's a striker. If no one's getting the ball into him, like Mbappe didn't even have a kick for about 70 minutes. It's not. I didn't feel Giroud did anything particularly bad to be hauled off. No, I, I think he was nursing a bit of a, a knock on his knee before the game. Yeah. But, I mean, I obviously love Giroud. I'm probably his number one fan. But he's not... Toram gave him a bit more energy, a bit more running up there than you can get with Giroud. And I, that really did help to turn it around. So I'm not, not going to criticise it too much. Obviously, it's tough to be subbed off after 30 minutes. In a World Cup final. But, uh. Yeah, I'm no tactical expert, as viewers of this podcast will, will well know by now. Um, <laughs> but it, it did give them a lot more pace up front, and swapping Mbappe down through the middle seemed to help a bit to ram off the left, I think. Yeah. Um, they sort of switched I, the shape, didn't they, a little bit? Yeah, they switched that around. It, it took 40 more minutes to work, but eventually. Uh, it did work. Uh, and I'm kind of with you, Ross, to be fair. I think it's not working. Just change it. And yeah, some players aren't going to like it. But so if, if Giroud and Dembele had come away with the winner's medal, then they might have liked it a bit more. You know? The thing is, as well, not the amount of subs you've got you now, you can make two subs on 30, and you can make two more on 60 you. if you want to. You can change yeah. it again later And on. you've still got one spare. Yeah. Yeah. You are right. With the five, the five subs makes that such a easier option to do, whereas with three, you'd knackered if you do two subs after 30 minutes. That, this probably doesn't even get to 2-2 two, two without those early changes. So, I mean, yeah, two Am and Carlo Moani, to be fair, their constant pressing and running really obviously came into its own in those last 15-20 minutes of normal time, didn't they? So, it, it didn't happen straight away, but obviously Deschamps got it right. I would say, and well, not from the start, but he got it right for like what to do when they were two 0 down because ultimately they got back into the game. Because Coman came on as well and looked pretty lively. Um, he yeah, took off he Griezmann, who's been amazing this tournament, and Deschamps absolutely loves him. I think it's like something like I don't know if I said this on the pod the other day, the other week, but something like seventy plus internationals consecutive that he's played. That is some. That is amazing, by the way. What yeah. a stat that is. Yeah, to to have done that over such a long period of time is pretty incredible. 
think about the different positions he's played. He's played in central midfield for France at this tournament. And looking great, too. Yeah, the guy's a joke. He is a good um, Alright, it's time to talk about the, uh, the winners, I suppose. Argentina. Messi finally completes, uh, football. Ticking off the World Cup. Brings is that a lot now that he's won? Yeah, he won a Copper America, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, that was, they were the two he hadn't got. Right there, I think. So he's managed that. Manages it at the age of whatever he is, 30-something. 35. What a fucking genius. Yeah. I mean, man. in my opinion, you can at me if you like, I don't care. He's <laughs> the greatest of all time. He just yeah. Well, I mean, I believe that before. I don't... Same. Me too. I don't think this... This There's didn't do anything in my head to change things, but I know a lot of other people. It um, changes his legacy and the Maradona thing and all that. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. The way he just carried this team from, well, he even scored in the Saudi Arabia game, but from the must-win games after that of Poland and Mexico, every time his team have needed him in this tournament, he's delivered every single time. He scored in every knockout round, didn't he, I think? I think that was the first oh, no. time that, that had happened. Yeah, isn't he the first player to score in every, score in every round? Uh, of the I'm pretty cup? sure I saw that, yeah. I think that is right. He's and also he, the he's first... He's been scoring penalties, and he's not even good at penalties. No. Uh, he's also the first South American player to score in a Copa America and World Cup final. And the, he's the youngest player to assist and score a goal in a World Cup game, and the oldest player to score and assist a goal in a World Cup game. And he's... He's scored the most goals of any South American in tournament football. 26 now, and Ronaldo got R9, got 25. Which, I mean, by the way, endless, by the, way, it? by the time now. Ronaldo was done at, like, 30, that's fucking incredible that he managed 25 in World Cups and Copa Americas. Well, Some Brazil said. team he was a part of, eh? Yeah, my God. My word. Um... We've talked about a few of them, Enzo Fernandez, obviously Messi gets two in this one. Uh Di Maria just had well, he had Dembele on toast, but he had a good game. I thought he was was it the semi? He had a decent game. Uh what did we make of Emmy Martinez in the shootout his shit house? Oh mate. Uh, do you know what? It's a classic one of those, isn't it? If it if he does it against you, you hate him, but if he does it for you, you absolutely love it. And as a neutral I mean, it's, again, one of those, if it comes off, you think, what a legend. But if it doesn't, you're like, I thought it's what. So, no, I, I, I respect you. it. I, I mean, ultimately, you, you're o- the only thing you can do in a keeper and then guess where to go is try and get in their head. And obviously, you can get in their head, so why not? I've never seen anything quite like this, though, I don't think. No. Getting the the ball, it away, it may, uh, The ref didn't even go and get it. The, the other player has to go and then pick up the ball. He did that for the Chiromani one, didn't he? He had to go and pick up the ball. And then there's I mean, when he missed. Wow. You, you're right, Dave. If this is happening against you, you're absolutely fuming. Yeah. Too far? Or, okay. Throwing the ball no. away. He deserved a booking, I think. I think that was fair enough. Um, Essentially, I mean, so he couldn't do it again. Yeah. yeah. Throwing the ball away, I agree. That probably should be, should be yellow. To be I honest. Mean, it has, it's worked, hasn't it? Yeah, it's certainly gone some way to putting off the 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 opposition takers. So, yeah, I yeah. think actually, Dave, you put it really nicely. Where there's not actually that much a keeper can do in a 
in a penalty. No, the can't. opposition guy has a 75 plus percent chance of scoring. You've got to try something. But yeah, you're right. I would hate it if the other keeper had done something like that and then then you lose. Also, given that he went on to basically have them win this penalty shootout, that save at the end at 3-3, I genuinely think it might be, I know it's very recent, I can't think of a football save that I would judge to be that clutch, other than, obviously not on the same scale, obviously the classic Troy Deeney goal against Leicester from a knockout save. <laughs> that's the only thing I can even think that's like it, and this was in a World Cup. Was that final. Manuel Almunia? I think it, I think, uh, yeah, it I think was, it wasn't was it? from knockout, and then, I mean, obviously not the same scale, but that's the only thing I can even think of as as clutch. And this guy's done that in a World Cup final, for God's sake. I hope that there's... Because that video of the uh, knockout and Dini thing comes up every couple of months on the timeline. Yeah. It's one it's of the first that shares it. Still absolutely, absolutely amazing. Absolute goosebumps every time. And that save... The commentary's great. Too. Oh, <laughs> and that save plus maybe the, the winning penalty or a messy score in his penalty or something it's definitely going to be compiled into one of those sort of videos isn't it that yeah. messy pen by the way in the shootout my god ice in his veins just roll it it wasn't even well the race just committed didn't he all he yeah. had to do was just roll it Larice but... is a clown he did nothing to put anyone off but yeah why couldn't Messi do this for the rest of his career with penalties? Imagine how many goals he'd have if he'd scored all those penalties. You know? They did read his percentage numbers out. He's at like 75% or something for penalties. Yeah, yeah which is bang average. This guy is not bang average. That's true. Yeah. I think, I you think, think of someone like Leighton Baines who missed like one career pen. Yeah, yeah. Graham Alexander couldn't get yeah. on the yeah. spot. Yeah. Yes, I was going to say... One for you, Dave Crescito, the uh, Italian defender. Yes, he's really good, actually. Yeah. Pens. Squad number? I don't know, but he was 18 <laughs> from 18 pens at one point. Do, yeah, well, I, Baines only missed a, a couple, didn't he? I think. I don't. Well, he was me... pretty amazing from the. I'm surprised you haven't got the numbers memorised, Dave, to be fair. But... Yeah, what day was think last Alex time Tony missed a Crazy, like, 36 Great penalty, from 38, something like that. Yeah, I think he was, yeah. Well, I mean, well, you'd like to say Kane was a great penalty taker, because usually he is. Let's see what comes up. Yeah, then he forgot he wasn't playing rugby. Good <laughs> So Argentina oh. had the best player, best young player and best keeper awarded to the tournament. That generally helps in a tournament. Yeah. That generally helps. Uh, who, I guess, what uh, young player of the tournament? Who... Enzo Fernandez. You'd go Fernandez, yeah. Yeah, because he didn't play in the first game, did he? Or he came on, and they there was one of them, I can't remember which game, and they were just so much better as soon as he'd come on. Because, yeah, Rodrigo de Paul's had a, a decent tournament, but again, he seems a bit of a hit and miss I kind of I think he's player. a total fraud, that guy. No, well, I, I, that, that was my opinion of him. But you listen to the Paul. commentators sometimes, and you're like, really? I thought he was quite good in the final, to be fair to him. You don't know if he's a bit of a Rabiot, though. just seems to turn up for this tournament, despite having had a... being sort of a wow. bang-average kind of player. He's Sorry. such a Simeone player. That's who he plays for, isn't it? I, I have found yeah. some, some pen 
Fran pen penalty takers. Matt Letizia scored 25 of 26. On yeah, we don't 23 of 25. Leighton Baines got 20 of 22, which is pretty mad for a left back. Danny Murphy with 18 from 19. Any guesses on the only... Imagine if BBC like subbed the commentary team for the penalties because Danny Murphy was so good at pens, they just (laughs) brought him out. (laughs) Any uh, any guesses on the only Premier League player with more than ten pens to have scored a hundred percent? Oh, I'm sure I've seen this somewhere. I might have been able to bring it to. By the way, it's not massively over ten. It is in fact only eleven, but still, Tony. Then I'm going to give it to him. Has he got 11? He hasn't taken that many pens, surely. No, it's it's in fact Yaya Torre. Yeah, good point. The uh, the other 14 don't get any pens, do they? Because it's a conspiracy. <laughs> Yaya, what, I can believe that. One thing with Messi, though. I mean, yeah, obviously, he, like, holds back in space a bit more because of his age. But the fact he's this intelligent and this good at 35, it makes you realise... You know, in those prime Barca teams, how how good was this guy? If he's still able to do this at 35, it blows my mind. It really does. Best but, player in the World Cup comfortably, other than Mbappe. But so not that comfortable. No, I just realised I can't act like Mbappe wasn't brilliant either, can I? But in terms of individual, I feel like the way he pulled his team through uh, some that's... of the games, I think he was. I still think he was amazing at 35. Yeah, I, just the fact that clearly he hasn't got that much in the tank. Well, it, uh, people keep saying he hasn't got that much left in the tank. As soon as he, as I said earlier, as soon as he turns it on, it feels like he's the same player he was. Yeah. Like that run past Guardiola in the yeah. semi. His, oh God, his pass against Holland, was it? Oh, yeah. Oh, my word. And that goal against Mexico, where we'd said in the chat, get him off, like he doesn't, he's just walking around (laughs) the pitch. Literally, I think it was two minutes later, changes the game with a great goal. I'm pretty sure I called for the sub. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, same. same. I I was saying that about Neymar in the Brazil uh, Croatia game. He was just giving him nothing, negative stuff, actually. He's just giving him absolutely nothing. I said, take him off, and then he goes and scores a really nice goal. Yeah. Also, some goal wasn't enough though. Neymar sat at home. Well, he's he's probably taking the next few weeks off. Neymar also Brazil's does. leading top scorer, by the way. Yeah, he, yeah. I mean, he's been playing for them since he was what, like, seventeen. Yeah, that's true. Ah, yes, yeah, since he's thirteen, he's been on the field for him. Good grief. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yes, but if Messi ends up into Miami, he's going to be running rings around the MLS. Christ. I mean, that's just not fair. They've got like, isn't Ryan Shaw crossing that league or something? He was. He was. <laughs> Is he at still? Miami, yeah. Oh no, he was at Miami. Yeah, with Blaise I think Kieran Gibbs was there. Gonzalo Higuain, Kieran Gibbs. They did. They've done oh, terribly, I think. Actually, they've done terribly. I think. Yeah, well, of course they have, because Phil Neville's in charge. Yeah. Phil oh, Neville Gibbs is who... still at Miami, lads. Oh, God. Kieran Gibbs and Lionel Messi, managed by Phil I, I'm not a particularly charismatic man, but I've got a lot more charisma than Phil, Phil Neville has. That is for sure. <laughs> My God. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. 
He's going to be managing Messi. I mean, seriously, what are we doing? It's because the... I don't know if it's the director of football or whatever there was. The guy was at Barca, wasn't it? That's why they're saying... Yeah. Uh, Busquets is going there, potentially. And Messi. Messi. Luis Suarez, apparently, as well. Um, I thought there was rules in the MLS about overseas players. What the hell's going on here? Yeah, I guess like you could a... just release some overseas players like Kieran Gibbs and Ryan Shawcross and you can free up some money. Oh, well, if you're listening, Chicago Fire, don't <laughs> sign them to. <laughs> oh, Will usually says that I keep this quite on track, but we've we've done Indonesian I football. Been, we... I think it's been. But, I feel like if anything, we almost go more off on tangents when Will's not here. But I was gonna gonna say quickly, bringing it back to World Cup, Brazil biggest underachievers. Would you say? Uh, well, Germany out in the group. Oh, yeah. Ugh, bloody hell, I forgot about that. But, yeah, I mean, Christ. people were people were really backing Brazil to win it, though, weren't they? I'm not sure the buzz for Germany was quite the same. Especially given they went out at the group at the World Cup before as well. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be one of Germany or Brazil. I would probably go Brazil, just because the hype was a bit bigger around. I also think because they swept aside, was it... Um, who did they beat 4-0 or 4-1 and they were 4-0 up after like half an hour it felt like South Korea yeah that game people really thought yeah these guys I mean yeah me included I was all in on Brazil after that game I mean Portugal when they did Switzerland 6-1 I thought these guys are going to be in it at least to the semis and then just died to Morocco that was obscene that 6-1 game Absolutely yeah. obscene. Uh, I guess the other underachievers. Spain. Belgium. Oh, Belgium, oh. yeah, Belgium. I mean, yeah, but, my dog oh. versus Denmark, bottom of the group. It's an absolute classic pod pick, that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Belgium is that much. I mean, yeah, you'd back them to get out of the group, but it's not as much as a fall-off as if it was like four years ago because loads of those players are over the hill now. Well, we, uh, thought, we all thought all that, over the shop in that. And yeah. Hazard, basically, even though he's like 31, 32, he basically hasn't played for like three or four years himself. So it's not the Eden Hazard that you know and love playing anymore, is it? Will's probably going to cry when he hears that. But well, we've had, we've had this Eden Hazard for as long as we had the good one, in fairness. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Belgium, not so much of a surprise to us, but... Uh, to the betting pod zone, Henry Hodgson. A, a huge surprise. Given what was surprising was Lukaku missed all four of those golden chances. I backed until he scored one. <laughs> yeah. He's actually that was, that's in that That's an all-time disaster. Honestly, that compilation and is he plays be life forever. with Natura Martinez. And oh, my God. If Argentina had lost this, Higuain in 2014 was bad enough. But, my God. That the header good that Lataro put wide on 120, it was so wide. The only thing that Martinez did good was manage to get a shot on target so he got parried to Messi. That also, was we it. should have passed that. People are saying, oh, fair play for shooting. And the, the well, rebound got back to Messi. <laughs> when you saw his other shots, Ross, that one was quite good. Or maybe he did try to pass, and that was what hit the keeper. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, he was... 
he was disastrous. And he had a one-on-one, didn't he, which he poked wide of the post. Yeah, but he looked like he was running through treacle. And he was, yeah, <laughs> it was so weird. But he, he'd only come on as a sub. It was so weird. Yeah. Higway Honestly, when they got back to 2-2, I was like, no way, Messi's not going to do it. And then Latoro Martinez misses a few chances. I'm like, no way this is happening to the best player that's ever played football again. Let down by a striker. So, that would not the tournament, been. Messi had just dropped it on a plate for Martinez. And he just... Yeah, it's obscene. Uh, another couple of nice stories while we're at it. Australia getting out of their group. Yeah, really they, were, they were good. Two, two wins in that group. Japan topping the group with Spain and Germany. That was pretty unreal. Also, I know he didn't get out of the group, unfortunately for them, but Tunisia beating France was pretty special, I thought. They mm-hmm. were... I know France rotated, but still, Tunisia were excellent in that game. Agreed. And ov- and the obvious one's Morocco. Which Morocco, we, yeah. Just yeah. earlier. Yeah. Um, First anyway. African team in a, in a semi-final. Semi-final, yeah. yeah. Incredible. So hopefully that inspires a few down there. That their way. That would be nice. It sounds like the whole of Africa was behind them, which doesn't usually happen by the sound of it. So that's pretty cool. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty cool. What did we think of the World Cup be in Qatar now that it's all done? Saudi won it in 2030, is it? You see, my problem is, is so this tournament, if you didn't know, had the most goals of any World Cup ever. So the whole the whole argument that it wasn't going to be as entertaining because of humidity, temperature, etc., uh, is firmly out the window because the most goals of any World Cup. I fear... Yeah, no, I mean, no, that, that wasn't a concentrate. Infantino said that he thinks that it could be like a new sort of dawn for World Cups and hosting them in winter as the way forward because it makes football more of a brand true. around the world. And I, I, as much as I enjoy the World Cup, I do hope that it returns to its traditional summer format because you can't be... You can't be having a schedule for football like two or three seasons and then it gets totally disrupted again for a, a Winter World Cup. It's it's just not feasible, I don't think. What I mean, about what about the other half of the world where they're this has just been their summer for, like Qatar. It's their summer right now. Yeah. Is it not nice sometimes to have it for them? No, I agree. Some, I agree. I can get behind it sometimes. Like if they wanted to have one in Australia, for example, or to be fair, Saudi Arabia. Well, I don't. I don't politically like the idea of Saudi Arabia. But when you had one in Qatar, I don't know if that writes Saudi Arabia off. To be honest, I mean, but, yeah, but the heat want... wasn't the main reason people didn't like it being in Qatar, was it? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, honest. you'd want you'd want probably two or three tournaments to be in the western side of the world and then maybe one in the east so you know it's like world cup somewhere europe maybe world cup somewhere else in the west and then world cup somewhere in the east uh, like allow them to to have world cups but you don't want all of them yeah i i don't know i feel like it wouldn't be the best decision to to just always now put them in a european winter yeah, and, and also, I mean, sorry, obviously the stuff around Qatar, football the last few years due to events around the world and 
just in general, I think society progressing to being more like liberal and understanding. What is the point of them paying and having all these campaigns, anti-racism, uh, you know, like LGBT positive, you know, just just trying to progress the game and be a game for everyone. And then you're going to throw it to be the biggest tournament that football's known for to be hosted somewhere where none of those things are are honoured and those things aren't aren't part of their culture and society because. You know, as much as this World Cup was fun, there was obviously, you know, people that are gay football fans realistically were told to stay away. It wasn't massively safe, they didn't think, for, like, female fans. Like, it, it's, you know, it's going against everything that football's trying to push towards. And at the end of the day, one thing I think as well is I would like for football to get to a point where like gay footballers can come out without a massive stigma I, I still find it sad that there's such a stigma around it you're going to host world cups where it's still a, against the law all this progress you've made it's it's just that really bugs me like you've you've potentially progressed football like five years but then a tournament like this pushes it back 10 years it's just yeah, yeah, if they if they really mean all this stuff that they've been campaigning for, they wouldn't put it in a country like that again. So, I mean, if you're being real about it, there's probably some gay players that have played in this tournament. Yeah, of course, of course. Well, almost certainly. Oh, statistically, probably some of the top top footballers in the world are, are gay. Like statistically, of how many? What is it like? One in six or one in seven? Men are gay, so if you put into account how many professional footballers there are, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I agree. I mean, people, it's going to put players off coming out, isn't it? Until their playing days are finished. I mean, well, yeah, Thomas Hitzelsberger, the yeah. most modern day recent Beats name, probably. Well, also, sorry to touch on that, Casillas and Puyol as well. Yeah, true, yeah. Push that back yeah. because they made a joke about it. I mean, yeah, that all this work they're doing to progress football and really make it a game for everyone, hosting it in a country that isn't forward thinking by our by like Western thoughts. It, it it's not it's totally detrimental to everything they're trying to get football to be. And I, that I think bugs me. Worth mentioning that I think the FA could have taken a bit of a stronger stance on this. Um, I agree, they definitely should have. Like, if it's a case you're going to be booked for wearing the armband or whatever, who cares? Roy Key made a a really good point on that, actually. Um, He said, after the first game, I think they were talking about it, he said, well, if you really mean it and you believe in it, send all your players out for the first game. And if they get booked, just don't do it for the second game because then they're suspended. At least follow through with that gesture for the first game. And if they get booked, they get booked. But you're putting them in the decision where are they going to book people well, I mean, if, to show inclusivity? If you do do it and people start getting sent off. Well, it's a I think pretty that, terrible that, look for Qatar, isn't that's it? That's the and thing. And that's, yeah, that's, 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 that's part of the point, exactly. They should have put them in that position and they bottled it. But cause soon, they were like, oh, we're going to wear this armband. And as soon as they say, oh, we don't want you to, they were like, okay. They didn't take any kind of stand on it at all. 
I'd agree. I think they should have been should have been stronger. Um, thought Dave summed that up pretty well. Yeah. To be fair. So well, well said, Dave. Um, twenty twenty six, the states, Mexico, Canada, and then twenty thirty. I'll list the bids. You can pick where you want it to go. Go on. Spain, Portugal, Ukraine is one. Colombia, Ecuador, Peru. Well, sorry, another. Spain, Portugal, Ukraine is one tournament. All together, yeah. Yeah. Like, um, there's loads of joint bids. Uh, Colombia, Ecuador, Peru is one. Uruguay, Argentina, Chile and Paraguay is supposedly the favourite, along with Egypt, Greece and Saudi Arabia. They're the two favourites, I think. God, and there's then, a lot of travel involved there. Unless and there's my an Israeli bid. Really it's just giving more people a chance to go to games. So I don't, I don't know I'd, really how I feel about it. I'd, I feel like, other than Brazil... I don't think off the top of my head South American countries have had a particular fair run of hosting and given that as a continent they've been pretty successful but Argentina just weren't. I'd, I'd like it to go to one of those... It's a bit of a different kind of Yeah, place, one of those... It'd be amazing not, down there. The I mean, the Argentina fans mm-hmm. were amazing in this Absolutely World Cup along amazing. with Morocco. They were probably the yeah. two best. So, What was the other one, sorry? Colombia, Ecuador... Peru, Peru, was it? Peru. Yeah. yeah, I mean that or the Uruguay, Argentina, Paraguay, and there was another country that I've forgotten. But yeah, that I'd be open to that. I think, yeah, I I don't think they seem to get a fair share of hosting, and that would allow a lot of South Americans to go to the games. Well, there we go. We'll have to see how deep uh, the pockets are in the South Americans who they can bribe. That, of course. Not what happened with Qatar. Um, <laughs> tune in for Jordan, QA, and Saudi Arabia hosting it. <laughs> yeah, if there are any lawyers out there who could just cut that out for me, that'd be lovely. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's that's a nice hour to recap the World Cup. We'll be here at some point to talk about <laughs> some of the Prem games that happen. There's Carabao Cup, of course, which is just hilarious. Does anyone actually care about that? <laughs> uh, I definitely uh, don't. Um, uh, but yeah, if people want to follow you, Dave, where can they do that? Uh, at Dave Harris underscore 44. I'm Ross. At Ross underscore bird 14. Lovely. You can follow me at Mikey Breslin on, on Twitter, but please don't, please instead <laughs> follow us at In and Around Pod, uh, where we don't tweet either. So. <laughs> Um, enjoy the Carabao have a lovely Christmas and we'll catch you on the other side sayonara Sayonara. yes Dave